You are listening to Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast. Swung on, lines the deep left field. It is gone! It went deep right. Batista's going to win the Start the fireworks show. This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 136. I am your host, Matt Lyons, and in this week's episode... Cleveland sports gave out awards, and one of them, for some reason, went to Paul Dolan. Uh, the Indians, their over-under, is set at 87.5 second in the AL Central. Does that sound about right? We'll look at some Sabre nominees, and we will look at something called Cameo, and there's, you can pay celebrities and athletes to say things, and we'll look at some of the insanities of that, and maybe get somebody to do it for the podcast if they'll do it. I don't know how that works exactly, but, um, and of course, we'll take your questions. Join me for all that and more. Is none of the Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing? I thought we already took the questions, and we're going to answer them. Didn't I say that? No, nah, you said we're going to take them. Anyway. <laughs> well, we're going to take them this is as you gave them to us and regurgitate them into answers. <laughs> oh, all right. We, we take your suggestions and we turn, turn them alchemy-like into wisdom. <laughs> I was trying not to do that. <laughs> I don't know if they have that copier. They're going to come after us. Those McElroy brothers are they're ferocious. They are. They're, they're, they're a troublesome bunch. <laughs> How's it going, Mary? Did you have a lot of anything baseball besides cards that... uh? There's nothing going on right now. I mean, the sports. I watched the sports awards to tell you how dead everything was. I actually oh, sat God. down and watched it, and it was awful. No, I haven't. Um, I saw the movie 1917, and I believe in the year 1917, the White Sox won the uh, World Series. So they were also cheating, which is um, something, you know. But going the other way, cheating to lose. So there you go. Interesting. Do also great movie, incidentally. So if you guys get a chance, go see 1917. Dang, what was it? I just watched. Once upon a time in Hollywood, that was good. That movie was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know what happened for most of it, but it was really good. Mm-hmm. No, um, I, I I get that vibe with a lot of uh, Tarantino <laughs> movies. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, I walk out going, this was transcendental. What the hell? <laughs> well, most of them are, what the fuck is going on with the violence? But it was like opposite this time. Like nobody's dying yet. I don't know what's going on. And then it's just the story was meandering, and there was that there was that time cut in the middle where he goes to like Italy for a while. And acting yeah, for no real reason. Spaghetti yeah. westerns for a while. I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah, <laughs> there was feet everywhere because it's Quentin Tarantino. Awful lot of feet. Nice feet too. Crazy. You know what could have used some feet, Merritt? Tell me. The Greater Cleveland Sports Award. I wanted to mm. see. There's no real way to segue into that, but it was. I watched it. It was. Um, th- they gave out awards to sports people. There was Roberto Perez was up for Athlete of the Year, which seems Didn't like win, a curious though. choice. Just bullshit. Did not win. <laughs> I don't know why it wouldn't have been Santana at least. I, I guess I mean I love me some Roberto Perez, but as far as like stories for the Cleveland Indians or the mm-hmm. Cleveland area and success on the field, I would have went Santana. I mean Lindor, you can do I guess, but I don't think he did anything spectacular by Lindor standards this year. But obviously Roberto Perez lost, but I don't, I don't remember who won that. It wasn't. I don't think it was, it was uh, the the UFC guy. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. And he was going to uh, win no matter what. So there was no. Yeah. It doesn't matter who was nominated. Um, he rules. So like whatever. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it was funny because he was so nervous on stage and he couldn't hold the the trophy. It was so different compared to how he is in the ring and everything. He's an adorable um, boy. But then yeah, also, of course, Paul Dolan. The, not Paul Dolan specifically, but the Dolans won an award and he accepted it for him and gave maybe the worst answer you could or the worst way to thank your fans. Um, I would think by now most people saw it. but I don't understand the award. It's a Lifetime Achievement Award. So they've owned the, the Indians since what, like 1999 or 2000 or something like that, right around there? 2000, yeah. I mean, their award in this case is basically just be rich and not move the Indians. I guess. That's what they got it for. I mean, that's, it's, that's it's their a, lifetime achievement. I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they've done to 
like they didn't do anything like what uh, the actual guy Jacobs did, who you know he fixed baseball in Cleveland that had been wallowing in hell for. 50 years or whatever. He didn't do anything like what Bill Vec did to actually make people go to the games. Yeah, is he one of maybe like the least um, – because like you say, all these owners did these huge things. Like Bill Vick was a big deal with all the things he did and obviously the Jacobs, like you said. But, I mean, Paul Dolan, other than just keeping a consistent structure in Cleveland maybe, he hasn't done anything like outstanding for the Cleveland area or baseball in general like these other guys did. So it seems like of all the Indians owners, he's the he presided over least a, qualified. I mean, he presided over a very uninspired – and. Um, renovation of jacobs field at one point the corner is cool but those those shipping containers are pretty stupid (laughs) i think they're pretty bad Uh, but beyond that i just i can't i can't figure out what he did to deserve this so i guess it's just none of the other owners really had a banner year i suppose they all had or are having losing seasons and I don't know why you have to give it to an owner either, though. There's got to be somebody else sports-related in Cleveland who Surely deserves a lifetime Surely one other person. Exactly. Like, who's doing real things. Give it to Paul Hoynes, for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, Fred McLeod, who just died, he was the Cavs broadcaster. That's He was the broadcaster there for you eight go. years. He called the championship. He should have gotten it. It's it, I don't know. It made no sense to give it to the Dolans. And even if you were, like, if you did this a couple years ago, I think people would have been fine with it. But this year is not a good year to do it. Very bad <laughs> with year. With what he said last year, and then... He made it infinitely worse because he made a joke about the enjoy him thing, yeah. referring to everybody else as you people. <laughs> he said, I'm not sure I can tell you people to enjoy him. And it was funny, too, because that was the first part that came out, and everybody thought that was the worst, is that he enjoy him joke. And then the first paragraph of what he said came out, and he thanked specifically the fans who buy sponsorships and tickets in the suites because mm-hmm. it's good for business, he said. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> it's, it's God, that was awful. They are the owner's favorite fans because they, they pay for the tickets even if they don't go. So, you know, like my new job is going to have season tickets to the Nats, which I'm very happy about because I'm going to poach as many of those as I can. But um, <laughs> Well, there you go. The Nats appreciate you and not all these other schlubs who only buy tickets when they can. Hell yeah. Finally, I get to be on the <laughs> other side laughing at the shit <laughs> at the hoi polloi. Awesome. This is going <laughs> to be great. Look down from your sweet and guffaw at all the, the peasants in the lower bowls. Literally during my interview, he asked me where I thought we should get the seats. I was like, is this really happening? It was a weird interview. <laughs> I had the job going in, but still, I was like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, but I don't know. Dolan's, someone else said this too, but I don't know. I don't know what his problem is. And I don't mean like he's being tone deaf or, um, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But he just keeps on saying dumb shit in the microphones. And I don't know why he doesn't have like a publicist to do that to like, or like a media guy to like run in it. Maybe not in this case, but like last year during spring training was an excellent case of why are you talking into a microphone? Oh yeah. He was on like a media tour last year. Yeah. What the hell was that? Every interview was awful. What are you doing? Like maybe if, I don't know, the best owners are quiet. Usually I think you just don't really, the best ones are ones you just don't particularly think about, I suppose. But I would think maybe, I, I don't know why I didn't do like a state of the, you know, like a state of the union sort of thing, but for the Indians. Like commissioners do that too. I mean, I can I can imagine that happening. But like, I seem to remember one of those interviews being like in a parking lot or like in a <laughs> like not in a normal place. He was just like hanging out by the game, like by the, you know at the park somewhere. And they're like, Mister Dole, what about Francisco Linder? Well, we'll just enjoy him while we can, huh? And we're all like, you son of a. <laughs> so I don't know. I, just, I really I don't think he's just an, he's enthusiastic about the team, and he's just like aloof to everything else. Like he said, he sees everything through optimistic. Like more optimistic than others, and I just think he's bad at realizing that other people have to afford things. I, I, and like it's not just something to take for granted. Like he right. does that he's able to run this team and have a, a somewhat winning organization year after year. I wonder if it's part of that thing too, where just it seems like if you're very rich 
and you did one thing well, you think you, you know, like, like Elon Musk is a good example of this. He got rich off something, PayPal, maybe I don't know. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and now he thinks he can do anything. So it seems to be a, th- a thing that happens to a lot of people who end up getting a, end up with a lot of money. And I'm wondering if that's this is just a small symptom of. Like he thinks he's going to be his own PR person now, right? Exactly. Like, of course, yeah. I'm a man of the people. Not only that, I mean, I run, I run a great team, and uh, everyone loves me because they like the Indians. And you know what? I can, I can speak for myself. I know what the people want to hear, and you know what? I know they just appreciate seeing Francisco Lindor while they have a chance. So yeah. those people, you people those love people. it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> And the worst part about all this is the fact that the Indians won another award. It's a Shane Bieber um, and Carlos Carrasco tied for the sports moment of the year. Shane Bieber's all-star MVP and Carlos Carrasco, um, his return from, from leaving for cancer. And then that got completely overshadowed. Like, I didn't see anything about that the day of. It was all about what Paul Dolan said. It wasn't the fact that the Indians hosted a very successful all-star weekend. One of their players won it. And also, oh, yeah, one of their players had cancer and came back and still pitched really well. Um and then won an award for it. So yeah, that's the biggest shame, I think. Two amazing stories, like two objectively yeah. great tales of overcome of coming from nowhere to to you know receive an award uh, uh, over literally the best players in the game, and the other guy overcoming you know a, a withering disease to come back and pitch at the absolute highest level. You know, he wasn't his best self, but he was still very very good. And that's what we should all be talking about. And then we just uh, talk, and, like, and then just a doofus finds a microphone, and you're like, "No, please, <laughs> he just stop in it!" And starts talking. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's and like Bieber's thing. It was a week before too. Remember, he was just he was announced at the last second and won it, which was part of the yeah. mystique of him winning it. Is that it was it was so late in the game? But, but yeah, the Greater Cleveland Sports Awards not a not a great watch. It's good to know the awards, but <laughs> that's it's one of those. It's a fundraiser, so it's only good if you have a ton of money and you can pay like it was like a three hundred dollar. Um, Justice League poster you can bid on, which oh. I'm going to do that. So there's no real sense in watching Justice League. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> they had a bunch. Of, like it wasn't all just sports stuff. There was a bunch of posters that were signed. What, what a knockoff ass award <laughs> show! <laughs> <laughs> just whatever you can find, bring it in, and we'll auction it off. Look, I, I like Justice League. I'm I'm, a, I, I'm I'm over Batman, but I enjoy Superman and the Flash. <laughs> but we we live in an Avengers world until otherwise notified. Oh, they had Avengers. Don't worry, they had an Avengers okay. one too. Oh, all right. God damn. Yeah, which went for thought. a lot more, I'm sure, because good lord. People but at like one point, those the, there was a Baker Mayfield jersey barely ahead of the Justice League poster, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, I guess if you're if you're that kind of person that attends that, maybe you don't usually want a jersey. I don't even think you'd want a Justice League jersey oh, either. But <laughs> if I ever got really rich, I would only dress in cargo shorts and sports jerseys. Why would I do this? You ask. <laughs> Eh, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I'm rich. Give me a microphone. I can do it. Yeah, come on. I got, I got some things to say. I have money, so my, my opinions are needed. <laughs> I have thoughts. You want to hear them. You, I, you know you thing. do. I'm wise. Man, let's talk about Shane Bieber more. I don't even know what we talk about, but... Shane Bieber. Man, he rules. Handsome. Boy, look at that 30% strikeout rate last year with a walk rate of just 4.7%. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, mm. somebody in the questions, they asked who's going to be the ace of next year. I think it's going to be Shane Bieber. I mean, it's That's either Bieber or... Or Clevenger? It's not Clevenger. Carrasco. Clevenger's the having the best start to a career since Bob Feller <laughs> among Indians pitchers. I thought you were going to say... Um, or maybe Sam McDowell, one of the two. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. He always shows but, up in everything. That's Sam but, McDowell. Uh, McDowell is just... I think, I think he was a bit of a slow starter, if I recall correctly. I'm going to do some clicking to get there. But um, I, I think it might be... Uh, 
God, Sam Dallas is the most miserable looking dude on earth. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I'll let the war just weigh down on you and drag you down after a while. You just melt into your fan graphs page. Yeah, his first I mean his first four se- he he did win the ERA title in his fourth full season. But, that uh, many years? What a bum. But uh he was not super great, whereas Clevenger's just been unspeakably good since twenty sixteen. Well, really, Clevenger I mean. had a bad or like an average first year, though like his when he was partially was, starting and partially in the bullpen. It was less average than you remember, I think. Um I guess there was that that's true. Two thousand sixteen, fifty three innings. He but then he shot right up there, man. His ERA dropped yeah. two and a half points and yeah, he was great. Now if he can throw two hundred innings again, now that would be a tasty, tasty dish. And I think he'd win a Cy Young Award, but we'll see we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think that's the nice one big thing. Bieber. I do I'm love so excited yeah. to watch Bieber pitch again. Me too, man. It's, I mean, we talked about it, but he's just a fun pitcher to watch. And they're both fun for different reasons. Like, I don't care what Clevenger does. He's just fun to watch flail mm-hmm. around on the mound. Yeah, but Bieber there, is yeah. like the opposite. Yeah. It's, no, Bieber exactly. I, I just wish one of them was left-handed. So you have this one incredibly fidgety righty. <laughs> and then this guy who is literally like, I don't know, like just a metronome. Like even more so than, than Corey Kluber almost. Yeah. Who's now on the uh, Rangers, everyone. I keep on reminding myself of that, so I just got to mention <laughs> it. Does not, that's not true. That does not exist. <laughs> he just disappeared. He just was snapped out of here. I'm done left. now. He does not play for another team. <laughs> he just said, I have to go. My planet needs me. It disappeared. <laughs> and then rockets came out of his feet. And he... Yeah, exactly. It was great. It was like the ending He's of the Poochie episode, except not, a, not, not not quite as sad. He did not die on the way, on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> now, whoever is our, or the Indians' ace next year, um, it doesn't, it's it's not looking extremely optimistic by some standards. Um, Bet online, they had released their opening lines for uh, the twenty twenty season, and the Indians are actually second in the AL Central by a full five games. They're they're over under as at eighty seven point five wins. The Twins are at ninety two point five, and the White Sox is surprisingly close, eighty four and yeah, a half. That was, that was worrying. Yeah, that's that's the more worrying thing to me is that um, like the Twins, I think they're going to underperform bit compared to last year. So I think we might be a little overexcited about them. I think the Indians can be better than eighty seven wins, but. If the White Sox are creeping up, that's the scary part to me. Is that oh, so any other good division and team in the division is scary compared to just having the Twins to chase down. This is tangentially related, but um, it does start on the White Sox, and they just signed what Yasmani Grandal, right? Right? Yes. Uh, yeah. for the, the catcher. Anyway, I was watching MLB Network's uh, top ten right now catchers. Oh yeah, the top catcher in baseball they just signed. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, and well, more importantly, you know who's not on that list at all? Like I was watching, I was like, well, I mean. He'll be on there in the top six yeah. then. Oh, so he's top five? No way. He's top four? He's and they top two? Yeah, I was like, wow. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. But yeah, no Roberto <laughs> Perez, which, again, I get that he can't hit. You know, he could, did not hit worth a damn up until this year. But it's that two-year average again coming back to bite him. Cause I know. It really is. I mean, he was so ba- he was so very bad and kind of a part-time player that year too, so. And even this year, he I, was just barely an average hitter, like slightly no, below like WRC plus. I, so. I think he was the best catcher in the a, in the AL Central in 2019. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. What's I think it, he was what's one of the his, best overall catchers. Oh, definitely. I his mean, what's his name good. on the uh, on the Twins? He he had good, uh, what's his name? Mitch Garver had a nice batting line, great batting line. He slugged six thirty at thirty one home runs. I mean, I'd, I'd prefer that, but I think defensively, the the separation between him and uh, Perez is monumental much less so than with uh Yasmani Grandal unfortunately who is a true and unadulterated stud and who keeps on getting these weird contracts where you're like <laughs> I don't understand why he doesn't sign for more or longer years you know what I mean he's been good like I think his yeah. worst year was like 
I don't even know what day, what, what year it would be. Yaz, not Yandi. I, I don't want to get sad today. Yasmani Grand. <laughs> what a great name, too. But it's a very, it's a yeah. baseball name. Yasmani Grand. It's a catcher baseball name, too, is the best part. I mean, since you, went to the, since you went to the Dodgers, what, one and a half war, 2.7, 2.2, 3.3, two and a half last year. And he's 30, and I get that. But it's just, I, he's been an elite catcher for. Two, for, for six years or seven years or something like that, and, I, and yet he just keeps on kind of ending up in weird sort of places. Milwaukee last year, the Dodgers kind of let him go. So I don't know. No, it's, part it's, of that maybe because nobody wants to buy into a catcher that long, especially no, at thirty. Like nobody wants the long term catcher I mean, anymore. Because I they think get that's one hundred percent it. Yeah, right. I think that's one hundred percent it. I just I'm amazed that a team like the Dodgers um, were so willing to go. From that to Austin Barnes, who's again is a good defensive catcher, but they went with from that from one of the best ones to a bad one. Maybe they like Will Smith, I guess. I don't know. He, I guess he was good with the bat last year in fifty four games. So yeah, he maybe the they decided to get younger. But yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's the White Sox are scary now. I think I, I don't. I know these can't pitch, but they're still. They have Edwin. They have Yosmani. They have Yohan Moncada. That pitching staff's going to be better than we think, man. I don't know. I mean. Giolito was very, very, very good. Uh, I like Reynaldo Lopez a lot. And a couple of those guys, those guys are going to start putting it together. Isn't their top prospect a pitcher still? Is that Dylan Covey maybe? I don't know. Uh, suffice to say, I think I think they'll be better than we think. Their, their bullpen is trash, but that is a tradition <laughs> unlike any other. They're supposed <laughs> to have a, bad, a uh, bad bullpen. And the thing about in the division too is like, no team is either good or bad for a whole season. Like if, if the White Sox can get 84 yeah. wins, there's going to be streaks where they're hitting really well. And if it's just right. unlucky where they play the Indians when they're on a high streak and the Twins when they're playing bad, that's really bad. For the, I mean, it could go the opposite way as well. But the fact that that wild card is in the division now is is scary. Mm-hmm. I want more Royals and Tigers to just demolish and then you got to beat the Twins. But if, if you have to hope the White Sox are on their downward pendulum and not having all their batters hitting a million home runs in a week when you happen to face them, that's that's a little scarier to me. And the fact that if the Indians actually slip to third in the division is a huge, God damn, it's depressing to be third in the AL Central with how bad it still is overall. I mean, the Royals and Tigers aren't going to do shit to catch you, but um, if the White Sox can be over 84 wins, which I think is possible, I think I think basically the the Twins, I think, are going to be under 92.5, the Indians over 87, and the White Sox over 84. And then it's going to be, it might be a closer division than it's been in a long time, which... I'm kind of okay. Well, I want the Indians to come out on top, but if this is a race that we can actually watch and enjoy instead of just being guaranteed a spot, I guess it's okay. But I, I just want to win the division and see the playoffs again. So I was curious. Um, I didn't remember what it was from last year. The Indians ended up winning, what, 93 games, right? Yep. Yeah, 93 games. The over-under of, uh, last year from Caesars was 91 and a half. Do you know what the Twins over-under was last year, Matt? It had to be a lot less. I remember thinking the Indians were going to destroy the division. 84. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Um, I mean, they won 100, 101 <laughs> games. At one point, I, I distinctly remember saying that the Indians will win the division by double digits even without Francisco Lindor. So that's definitely a thing that um, turned out to be not quite as true as I'd hoped it would be. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I think people are forgetting how confident we were last offseason yes. because there was no Oddly, thought that the Twins were even close. Oddly enough, the White Sox was 74 and a half and they came out under that, but it's only 72. So. You know, it's a crapshoot sometimes, and th- things change suddenly. I guess people didn't really think that everyone on the Twins was going to hit a thousand home runs. So, <laughs> yeah. and I don't think they're going to do it again, which is part of it. I think the ninety-two and a half wins is. I mean, they 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 signed Josh Donaldson and um, 
Yes. Michael Pena, that counts, I guess, but he's not going to help a lot. But And they have a decent couple pitches up front, but I still don't think they're going to get to that many wins. They were just so overperforming last year, and I think it's going to come back to not, not – the fact that they were good last year doesn't hurt them this year, but it's going to look a lot worse this right. year when they're not hitting a million home runs. Well, um, and with the um, with the White Sox picking up you know an extra 12 wins or whatever it is, um, theoretically – you know, it's it's a zero sum game here, so they're definitely going to steal some of those from the Twins. Who you know that they went and the Twins do last year against the, against the White Sox. They went. I'll tell you right now. Once I find the damn thing, I lost it. Uh, <laughs> and I get damn it. I guess at the very least, you don't have to worry about the wild card because you're not going to get it anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if the division beats up on itself because clearly it's going to be the what is it? Yankees, Red Sox, and Rays are going to get it. One of whoever doesn't win is probably going to get the wild card again. So at least we don't have to worry oh. about the White Sox taking away that chance from us. So the, the Twins went 13-6 against the White Sox last year. I mean, I think that'll kind of tra- tack back towards something like what they did with the Indians, which was uh, they went 9-10 nine, nine and 10 against the Indians. They had a winning record against the Twins last year. That's interesting. If only that toilet of an April didn't happen. <laughs> Boy, that sure <laughs> would have been nice. It's going to happen this year, too, and it's going to be way more annoying because the Indians did absolutely nothing this offseason, and then it's going to be... I, just, be a lot I more think allowed. you're forgetting the conversation we literally had one week ago today <laughs> that they literally have a top 10 uh, second baseman now. Somehow. <laughs> they, Somehow. <laughs> they signed a top 10 second baseman. They're going to put that on the banner outside the stadium. Top 10 second. It's not going to have his picture or his name. It's just going to say Francisco Lindor, top 10 second baseman, and then Carlos Santana over here. And then that's what they got. It's it's actually no. It was May that was the toilet uh, toilet month. That was a twelve and seventeen. They have a winning record every other month except May. And weren't they bad in April? Too? I thought they were fifteen and ten because they always go about fifteen and ten in April, and we always get <laughs> mad. It always happens. I'm really oh, the Twins must have had a really good April week. link. Because I remember the Indians being way behind early on, weren't they? Yes, they, yeah. The Twins okay. went absolutely uh, nuts so in April. Yes, yeah. Wasn't it just they a couple went. years ago where the White Sox started really good too? That was fun, and then they just absolutely collapsed. The Twins went fifteen and nine, so one game better than the Indians. But then they went twenty-one and eight in May. In May so that okay, really... so it must have been May. I remember it being way. Yeah. I just must have blocked yeah, me April too. I, I think we were just we were just groaning a lot about having to watch Eric Stamets. Uh, let me let, let me pull up a random game. Nope, let's not um, do that, Merit. <laughs> I refuse. Leonis <laughs> Martin and oh. uh, Max Maroff and Brad Miller and Eric Stamets. Oh God. I think the good thing about Martin yeah. is that it showed us how good of a leader Lindor is. That's about the only good thing that came out of that mm. was when he missed that ball yeah, you know. and was in the dugout yelling at him. That was that was encouraging. You know, that's a pretty that's a pretty good silver lining you found there, man. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> it was nice to see that we know proof that Francisco Lindor is holding people accountable. I, I figured he was, but that was pretty good. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that's where we're at. I, I think we both um, we both think these are probably pretty close, right? We think it's going to be a pretty close division. Eighty-seven and a half wins, though. I think it's high. I think they'll. Be, I think they'll do better than that. I, yeah. They're still a really good team. I mean, I know that we're putting a lot of hope in uh, specifically probably Aaron Savale and yes, yeah. The two things I think I'm 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 kind of being reckless in hope with is Aaron Savale maintaining this while increasing his strikeout rate. I would hope and uh, Roberto Perez maintaining the bat. Right. Yeah. Those two things I think are are huge. Now I did have a thought in the back of my head too. Um, because Major League Baseball likes to screw with stuff when it comes to seemingly vital pieces of the game. What if they change the ball again? What if it becomes a pitcher's ball again? <laughs> and goodbye, and all twins. Of a, <laughs> all of a sudden, uh-oh. Now, does that benefit the Indians? Because then everybody will have a good pitching staff, or does it make it harder for them? Because then they'll hit I think 
Well, I agree. I, I see where I see we're coming from. Yes, but the scoring would go much lower, and it would. Maybe they can win the tighter the few, games because they have a better bullpen. So I guess the the mistakes being made no longer end up, um, or even not even mistakes, but you know, like a fly, a, the the easy fly balls that turn into home runs, or um, your margins for error gets greater. And I think that if you have a dominant pitcher, the margin for error being greater is uh, much more impactful than if you have like a you know a league average like a, a league average pitcher who suddenly can make a few more mistakes. I suppose I think I don't know. I, I see what you're saying. But uh, in a in a in a in a pitchers league, those with the best pitchers probably win more games, and it's you know I can say to say the Indians have like the better pitchers among a lot of people. Uh, even now, you know, people. again, and I, I know we're I know we're being bold and hoping for you know growth or maintaining for guy from guys like Savali and uh, even Zach Plesac. Both of those guys have to be at least pretty good. Yeah, uh, and then Carrasco coming back also and um, performing again. I mean. You look at his season numbers last year, and they were not good. But again, he was dealing with you know cancer. So what can you there do? is that so, whole thing. I guess yeah. the yeah, I guess the hope that he comes back. Clevenger get all year out of him. Bieber continues to be who he is. Carrasco can be a good three, and then Savali and or um, what's his name are something resembling the real deal. And then a bullpen, of course. So we'll see. But I think they can get. I think they'll get ninety wins though. I think they'll be a ninety win team. Yeah, I, I would bet the over. Yeah, I would. I'm stupid and bad at gambling, but you know whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I've never bet on anything, but I would. That's that's an over I would take. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, so this is a time of year when there's there's not a whole lot going on, so it's it's a good time to just look at other things, <laughs> other interesting things mm. people have done, which is a good time for the Saber Analytics Conference, which takes place in March. Um, but they announced their finalists for the 2020 um, Research Awards. They have th- three categories for it, which is basically just celebrating baseball writing. There's contemporary baseball analysis, baseball commentary, and historical baseball analysis commentary. I figured we could just look. Um, I didn't know before I initially tweeted about this that I'm, I actually host a <laughs> podcast with a uh, Sabre-nominated writer. Um, yes. <laughs> one Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Which one were you? Were you yeah. or, that was probably contemporary tem, uh, baseball analysis, right? Your, um, um, what was that commentary? I guess I'm just explain literally that, trying to find it now. Uh, <laughs> it's the, the it was a post about anyway. Pools, basically, about how yeah. far he's declined. It was a right? piece about just, yeah, about, just about how bad... Um, just the the precipitous decline of Albert Pujols and how watching him now is like watching, I don't know, something terrible. Sadness, <laughs> sadness, sadness. In I guess. Uniform. But yeah, no, I was nominated in. I don't know what year it was. 2017, I guess. Which is even crazier that it's three years longer and he's still playing. I know. Seventeen. We were writing about the rapid decline and he's still here. And didn't, just don't go look at his contract. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> This is doing great. Um, it's I mean, just about him too. It is amazing to look at like some of his like stat casty sort of like peripherals, and he still hits the ball really hard. He just hits it down into the ground. Yeah, uh, he's a free agent after twenty twenty two. He is. I can't believe that or signed through twenty twenty one. I think it's time for a follow up, man. You got to get that saber nomination again. You got to write about Albert Pujols, the the resurgence of Albert, the redemption arc. He's for getting. Albert Pujols. He's getting fifty nine million dollars <laughs> the next two years. <laughs> How is that possible? They paid for the couple of years up front where he was also bad, and then now they're paying yeah. for it now. Um, yeah, Those two years where I think he was like thirtieth and thirty fifth or something like that in WRC plus, it's just it so bad. Yeah. Um, so, did you have a favorite of of this year's? Yeah. Uh, um, this year, my favorites were probably um, for contemporary baseball analysis. My favorite was probably Sam Miller's "How Is War Calculated Really." Yes, that was breaking down a single play to find out. I thought that was really neat. There were a couple good ones in there. 
uh, Rob, Rob Arthur's piece on baseball perspectives to baseball is juiced again is interesting, but I, I like the Sam Miller one. And then for the commentary, I think David Roth is one of the five or 10 best writers going in not just sports writing, but general pop culture and societal commentary. So he's the smartest guys in the clubhouse. Oh, I yeah. thought that was fantastic. Uh, I would, he's right for Deadspin and he was one of the many horrible losses at the hands of private equity that happens to constantly to great writers. I think he was already out of Deadspin for a while, wasn't he? No, no, he was, he was elsewhere, but he was always hosting the, their uh, undead cast oh, gotcha. or the, yeah. their dead cast. And he was, yeah, by the time he wrote this, yes, he'd been out of Deadspin since like June or July. Yeah. But that was when everyone quit, basically. Yeah. Um, and then I think I only read the Mark Normadin one in a historical baseball analysis. Uh, then the meaning of each year I've read too. But I think my favorite one was probably the David Roth one. That was really, yeah. really good. Uh, very interesting comment, commentary, not just on you know the, the, the crimes of the Astros, but how, how private equity and that whole McKinseyfication of society as a whole is really kind of creating an emptiness of moral or ethical grounding in most everyday life. And I thought that was very The Astros uh, well, lacking well, moral merit? Are you sure? I've never heard of well, such you a know, thing. I, the thing is, I mean, they're not the only ones who got to hire people from McKinsey and Co. and other places yeah. like that. So, you know. What about you? What was your favorite? Mine was definitely the, the how was war calculated. I think that's one that, that like, was neat. no matter what level of sabermetrics you care about, that's one everybody can read and get a lot out of. It's... To, to get into it more, like what he did basically was he took a very complicated play that had a lot of moving parts. Um, yeah. I mean, they did like, I think it did almost every single thing that could happen in the field at once. There was an, an errant throw, a pickoff attempt, a bad base running. Uh, there was, it was a hit, there was a single. Um, and basically, it looked at like which parts of the play contribute to war and how it does. And it, the, the catchy title mm-hmm. was about war, but there was also stuff about WPA in there. And it was just really neat to see because I think a lot of people, war is just this big, mysterious thing to them. But if you look at a play and see like who gets credited for what and how it's how it goes into the formula, it helps understand war and a bunch of other stats too, is that it's not, it's, I mean, it's not that it is complicated, but it's not completely mysterious. There is a, a calculation to it. And um, I think it was interesting how he also did, he broke it on like each site, how they do stuff like baseball mm-hmm. reference. I didn't realize, I think it's in war maybe where they have, um, they use baseball info solutions for their defensive stuff who they apply yes. like, a tag of if it's a deep, di- difficult defensive play and stuff like that. I didn't even know that. I didn't know what the difference was, but that's what it is. And Fangraphs uses their own defensive metrics. So it's always good to look at like different places where they calculate this stuff. I thought that was really neat. Um, this was um, this uh, I th- prime Sam Miller writing in that it was very yeah. just neat. We were, all, we were, right. we were all just like, ooh, this is cool and <laughs> silly and fun, but yeah. it's, it's informative and, and neat and fun at the same time, I think. Yeah, and the baseball is juiced one. I I tried to figure it out. I don't know. Did they ever follow it up? Because that was after a week he did that, and he acknowledged a bunch of times like this is just a week worth of stuff in cold weather. We don't know, but because mm-hmm. um, that was about how drag coefficient this year was way way down. Um, yeah. and he, he isolated stuff that would take it out of just being cold weather, but I'd want to know if that trend carried. I guess it probably did because of how many home runs were hit. But <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to see that, and then also see it in the playoffs. I don't know if he did a follow up on that. I want that. I do remember people talking about that that the ball like the was different in the playoffs again yes right. but it went Which back is up really not weird too, like, by the way like why would you do that <laughs> i don't know i mean they maybe they didn't want um games decided on cheap seeming home runs or some shit i don't know i mean if there was actually a thought process to it that, that's the only one i could really think but uh yeah no it's that's why i said before i mean what if the powers of be like you know what there are too many home runs people are really getting uh bored of it so now the playoffs, we're gonna ball. go ahead and change it 
<laughs> yeah, and then we're going to yeah. keep this ball for the next season. And all of a sudden, the Indians win the World Series, and that's fine with me. That's fine with me. All right. Then I was a little disappointed that I had a. Uh, I mean, I did a whole analysis on finger guns. I don't know which one that would fall in. Yeah, this is bullshit. I calculated that show pews up. per second. Damn it, that was that is no. Mass. I remember. I to look at frames. That was real. You know what? <laughs> that would be in probably. I'll tell you. That would probably be in. That's oh, contemporary, contemporary baseball, baseball analysis. analysis. That is strong. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would I would say that's probably sixth on my list <laughs> after these five. So. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. I'm sure real it was journalism. It was that was very real journalism. I used the word pews no. per second. I used. I think I used the phrase the face. The face we're going to pew the shit out of them. That was a phrase that I used at one point. It mm-hmm. was real hard hitting stuff. They didn't want to use it though. I was really disappointed. But I'm sure next year I'll, I'll try to do a a follow up. I'll say the guns are juiced or something, and and we'll be good there. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Any other things? Any other thoughts on? Are you going to get there next year, Mayor? Is this your year to be a saber winner or? Any other thoughts? I don't know what they, they, don't know what they want anymore. It's ridiculous, you know? <laughs> the fame was just tell. too much from being nominated. I just, I can't tell anyone. Because, like, <laughs> you have um, you have articles like Craig Goldstein's The Moral Hazard of Playing It Safe. Yeah. Uh, which is just, I don't, I don't know, whatever. But, but then you have other things like like Roth's thing. Or you have other things that just, uh, prospective feature loss for words. Um how he loves baseball and all this stuff, and he cussed and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, Daniel Epstein's "Don't Let Anybody Insult You" is just basically, uh, you know, saying, saying, "Listen, they're making a shitload of money. They're, not, they're and they're and they're che- and they're you know they're they're playing it cheap on you." So I don't and know. That was his goodbye post too, because he was he's one of the California workers who can't who can't be a. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, which is <laughs> kind of sucks for him that he had to leave, and then he his best like one of the best writings of the year was just his leaving post, but. Um, I yeah. hope he finds a way to write more again because that was really good, and the other stuff he's done is good. Um, we see if SB Nation would pay people. Hey, what are you gonna hey, do? Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be really neat if they did that? Real money, so we could afford to do real <laughs> things with our life instead of. You know what kind of things we could do, Mary? If we had What's a lot that? of money, we could pay Brett Favre to say nice things about us, or we could pay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw that some guy named Tron Madden on Twitter. He paid to have uh, Hugh Jackson say to follow him, and then. McNeil on Twitter, he paid to have Hugh Jackson thank him for the 0-16 parade, which was that 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 was the one that set me off about like why would these rich people You know, yeah, you can decide whether or not to accept it. <laughs> yes, and he did. Thing. For a whole sixty dollars, he had to thank somebody who celebrated his biggest failure. And this is on cameo.com, by the way. It's a it's the most bizarre website. I still don't get it. I can't wrap my head around money, but by any of these celebrities would do it and I don't know. They make you say the weirdest things. I guess some of them are like I mean, two seconds, like "Hey, happy birthday," and then you give them four hundred bucks. But like I mean, the ones I'm like Hugh Jackson, like that. Yeah. yeah, I I watched some of the Caitlyn Jenner ones, and which by the way, I don't understand. Two point five thousand dollars. Yes, two and a half thousand dollars, which is you know I don't know rent, and then some more money also, or <laughs> like any, several any, rents, <laughs> any number of things that I pay for uh, yeah. that I could you know I could definitely use. Two and a half thousand dollars, but what? Uh, what are you gonna do? But yeah. those ones are amazing. But then you have guys like, there's a five dollar one on here. Tony Rica, former WWE superstar, <laughs> for five dollars. What did he just fart into the microphone and send it? Like, what? I, I, <laughs> I mean, theoretically, they're not different quality, right? The quality is the person, which is kind of depressing about this whole website because <laughs> they're all doing the exact Greg same Odin's thing. Greg Odin's on here, like. Oh, Greg Odin. F. He F. needs Santan- money. We should do him. Oh, that's who FP Santangelo is. That's right. Okay, <laughs> he's color. 
Yeah. Kurt Schilling's on here with the worst p- possible picture. It's a great oh, site. It's that, stupid yeah. and ridiculous and dumb, but it's also <laughs> delightful. The Indians, for what it's worth, um, they have Carlos Baerga, Rajai Davis, Percy Gardner, who I didn't realize he retired, but he's a former baseball player and a motivational speaker. He's only $10, the poor guy. Um, hmm. He did make it to the major, so he at least got one little bit of a payday, I guess. But uh, hey, $10, I'd say something. On the, on the, what do you call him last year, too? The uh, Orioles. Oh, yeah, he was. That's right. And then uh, Brandon Geyer's yeah. one, and then Dan Otero. Dan Otero is the most expensive Indian you can get at $40. I mean, he's a former I have Indian received now, but... a cameo from him. So, yeah, there you go. I just... <laughs> and what was it you told your wife after wh- she sent it to you? I just, I don't know why she bought that. It's stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Because <laughs> I think it, there it was, was awesome a long time when he was the only Indian on there, so I think she just looked for Cleveland Indians. Yes, 100% like, oh, that's what guy. she did. <laughs> and, like, Dan Otero, I, I 100% cool had written... Like like articles pillorying him because he had been terrible for two years, <laughs> and, he and just then like, she paid this poor guy forty dollars to wish you a happy birthday after you were mean to him. Yeah, and then she's like, "Hey, I hope you write some good things about me." He one hundred percent researched me and went, "Oh, he really." Let me see. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what, what the last thing I wrote about him was. Well, this guy's an asshole. Uh, but forty dollars is forty dollars. Hey, forty <laughs> bucks is forty bucks. I think, uh, I don't the know, time- they can't. They have to make more than just like I don't know. $30 for Rajai Davis, and he's only done a few. Like, he can't possibly make enough to make this worth it, right? I guess if you just like well, doing that, it, like if people like talking that's to the fans. That's the thing. And... It doesn't really, like, it doesn't take any time. I I, just, I, I know someone who works there, and he knows that Brett Favre makes a shitload of money doing this. And he just spends <laughs> half an hour in the morning, another half an hour in the afternoon, and just trucks, you know, you, you get 400 bucks for 30 seconds of talking, and then you, you do that, what, 30 times a day, you're clearing some good cake. So but at what point does he need more cake though? He's just piling cake on cake. He should have like I know it's a lot cake of cake building it's interest. He could live off the frosting every year. He doesn't need new cake. I just that's the thing that at this point he doesn't have to spend any of his football money. I guess and yeah. so he's just like yeah yeah hmm, I need some money. He's got football <laughs> money. He's got jean money. He's got all kinds of stuff. I forgot about the jean money. That's right. <laughs> and and um and that other thing too the the bronze thing or whatever the the copper like insert knee thing or whatever the copper tone. Yeah, Is maybe it copper I don't tone know. Inserts? I don't know. No, they're Something a like that. sunscreen company. I don't know. But yeah, he doesn't need the money. I don't know. But the, but the important part of all this is that we should get one of these to do it for Let's Go Tribe, I think. 100%. None of them are expensive because they're all Indians. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it would be, though. We have Carlos Baerga. He'd be interesting. Um, I think Rajai Davis would be more fun. And also, when our Rajai intro, Davis I used is the one call of his is home run. definitely most important. Yeah, he's the best one. I mean, if I got I mean, he's not pure, purely an Indian, which sucks, but. Oh, I think he's, he's always in the... for that home run. Like no matter what. Oh, definitely. I, I agree with you. It's just he played for every single team under the sun. Right. Yeah. So and then some, like and some other ones. But Bragg Bra- Bra- would be fun and funny. I uh, wish there was more though. I would like to see. I don't know who would be your Brent. dream one to have do this. Like past. Oh, I Lofton mean the answer is almost Albert certainly Bell. Cody Anderson. <laughs> of course, um, it'd be Cody Anderson. <laughs> he comes on camera sweating every single time. <laughs> I, no, I see. I, I wouldn't want. I mean, Albert Bell would be fun. Either someone like that, or just like some like some bit player who's just on the team forever, like Raphael Betancourt or something like that. <laughs> you Raphael Betancourt? How much would he cost? I don't know. Thirty bucks. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I, I guess if, costs forty. Yeah, if Carlos Baerga is thirty, then yeah, exactly. I, I mean, Carlos Baerga is only thirty. You know, so yeah. I don't know. I think that that would be great. Uh, Cody Allen's on the Twins now. Huh. He, he probably that. doesn't do it, does he? I'm trying to look at like just recent years of Indians and see who would be interesting on it. I think Mike Clevenger. Casey Cochman. 
Oh, I think I think the real answer is either Lou Marson or Travis Hafner. Uh, Travis Hafner would be really fun. <laughs> Travis Hafner would be fun. Lou Marson, though, that's not a Lou Marson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's not yeah. a real one. Lou Marson. <laughs> that's not a real person <laughs> at all. Lou Marson. Matt Laporta. I think would be the nice. most boring one would be like like uh, Cliff Lee or something like that. God, he'd be boring. So would Corey Kluber as much as I like him. He'd so would Corey boring. Kluber. Yeah. Paul Bird, drunk. No. <laughs> Parody, parody. I'm not slandering him. I'm just assuming. <laughs> I'm just making gyms, drawing conclusions from gotta get a lawyer Paul Bird of it. Oh, Manny Ramirez, that'd be a good one if he would do it. Well, and we all want, I don't know why Jensen Lewis isn't already doing this. He's a quote-unquote media figure. Oh, God. That's only a matter of time. Jensen, we need you to say things about how stats are bad. All right, go. <laughs> I want to have minutes later. About stats Sweet. are good. I want to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. To make him say that. Hey, thanks for all the Sabre metrics. It's all I care about. This is Jensen Lewis. <laughs> Signing yeah. off. Hell Maybe yeah, size work, do it shirtless. That'd be fun. Um, Victor Martinez. But only after he's really gone to seed. I want to see a yeah, fat version of Grady Sizemore. <laughs> that was the issue with Albert I, Bell. Um, like, I don't think Albert Bell's very fiery anymore, so he'd probably be pretty boring. No. No, he's, um, a, he's a sweet old man now. Uh, Bartolo Ellis Colon. Burks. Yes. Oh, Ellis now, Burks. Now we're good. getting there. Yeah. Now we're I getting feel like there. we're just naming names now, but. And now we're just rattling them off, baby. <laughs> oh, Milton Bradley's the only, the only real answer. Can you just yell at me for a while? <laughs> this is perfect. Thank you. That's a, he doesn't have another volume. It would just be yelling. That's all <laughs> but yeah, as far as who's there, I'm going to try. I'm, I'm literally legitimately going to try this and see if they can do. I don't know if there's like a, a disclaimer. They can't do it for things like that because it's technically a, an endorsement or something like that. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's something we make money off of. So maybe they can't totally do it, but I'll look and see. Hey, they're making money too. We're all we're yeah. making money here. <laughs> like, I guess if you license, you're technically licensing the thing they send you, I guess. It'd be confusing, but I'm going to try either by Edgar or Davis. Um, Brandon Geyer, I don't know if he's very fun, but I wouldn't mind Brandon Geyer either. Percy Garner. Hey, sorry. this is Brandon Geyer. I love being hit with baseballs. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> this is Brandon Geyer. Ow. Bye. <laughs> I want to pay him $25 just to say ow on camera. That's it. A three-second Please clip. stop hitting me with baseballs. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So, yeah. Hopefully, one of these days soon, uh, we'll do a crowdfunding for it and see how long it takes us to get $30. No, we'll see. Terry Francona told me to do that. <laughs> he wanted me to get beat up by baseballs. <laughs> Request that he's in like a dark corner. <laughs> I didn't want to be hit by the baseballs. Terry Francona made me do it. He said, lean over the plate. It's just as good as getting a hit. Yeah, that's that's what that is. Uh, so we'll finish up with with questions this week, as we we pretty much always do. And we always ask you guys on Monday on Twitter and Facebook what you want to know about the Indians or this time of year. I mean, it, it's literally anything, and it, we'll we'll talk about anything because good lord, there's no baseball. We need something to talk about. Yeah, anything. we're bored. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with uh, at Hiram Boyd. He asked if Bradley Zimmer has a big spring training, can he make the team? I mean, yeah, I don't think he needs to even have a big spring training, right? <laughs> like the, he needs to have a normal spring training. <laughs> he needs to come out and not break anything, and he's on the team. I, he's Greg Allen, like as it, Sports Illustrated yeah. on Cleveland Baseball Insider, they wrote that Greg Allen's the odd man out, which sounds about right because he's just redundant with the line of the Shields now, and the Shields is going to be the I speed guy, and Bradley Zimmer is going to be there Christ. as a, the fourth outfielder. I mean, the hope would be that he actually t- taps into something resembling the potential that made him a, a first-round pick. Obviously. Are you talking Zimmer? or? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I think it's. I have to jump to the conclusion that he has an inside track if he does anything re- resembling hit and run and field. <laughs> if he does anything even close to the baseball, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. I mean, I the only thing that uh, the only thing that Allen has over him is being a switch hitter, which because I mean, Terry Francona does like him some switch hitters, so maybe that helps him more than we'd think. But yeah. But if if Zimmer can actually hit and the Greg Allen can't, I mean, that's pretty much it. Huh. 
Um, so Matthew Sandell on Facebook, he said, why can't the tribe draft or develop an outfielder who is productive? Seems like forever we keep getting these guys who are so mediocre, mediocre and have little pop. That's a good question. I don't think anybody on the Indians really knows. <laughs> They've drafted a bunch of them really high, right? It's been, I mean, Nacob yeah, and Zimmer were the, pretty high draft picks. There were the, the guys who, I don't know, when I was really excited about stuff, um, I was hopeful that the outfield would be uh, Naquin in left and Zimmer in center. And oh, then, those were the days. Uh, Frazier in right, and it was just, they'd all hit 25 to 35 home runs or 50 doubles or something like that. It was going to be awesome. Uh, none of that happened. So... I, mean, I don't know. I wonder about this. Right? I don't think there's something in the the minor leagues that's making them develop poor outfielders. It's just it's hard to develop good players. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just difficult. They did Oscar Mercado was there now, so that's something. But I think that the real question that I think this guy this person is asking is why can't they de- develop anyone who can hit an outfielder who can hit a bunch of home runs? God damn it! <laughs> and I wonder that myself because that's all they did in the 1990s. Like they just farted out 30 home run outfielders it was amazing but now it's just not that at all it's the exact opposite all they do is make pitchers and small but surprisingly punchy middle infielders now if they can keep on doing that uh awesome and then they'll just keep on trading those for i don't know frame guys as outfielders <laughs> yeah. Outfield. Reyes yeah. yeah so that'll be fine i hope reyes is an outfielder i think we've all been over that but we'll <laughs> they, that they're goes. apparently gonna try it but who knows Hey, you know, you got to try. Yeah. And well, I think I also know. that... I'll oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that Daniel Johnson, who they acquired, like if, if they develop him into a decent outfielder, that's that's two. I mean, they got Mercado and Johnson. So mm-hmm. that's, I guess, their, their percentage is going up. So maybe they sort of figured something out. But I don't think position players, you can create as much as you can pitchers anymore. Maybe that'll come eventually. But it seems like with pitchers, you can find things so much earlier in them now compared to batters. Like you yeah. don't know how they're going to progress. But pitchers, you can... You can look and develop stuff with with high speed cameras, but batters. I mean, if they can't see as well, if their eye isn't good, you can't. Right. No slow motion right. camera is going to help you. <laughs> I mean, unless you're right, banging exactly. on a trash can somewhere, but I don't think they want to do that. I mean, and that's why it's just. I think the reason that, well, the the obvious reason being that it's it's just the whole flyball revolution was it just makes sense, but also hitting is always hard because you never get to. You're always on the back foot from the get go because you're not you're not in charge. You're not starting anything, but uh, also. Pitchers are always getting better and better every year, so everyone's become more of a sellout hitter in a sense, you know. And yeah. I just that's that's something you, you can or cannot develop. You can't. I mean, you can tell you can have an organizational philosophy of of teaching a certain way of hitting and stuff like that. But yeah. within that is still having to guide draft guys who are naturally able to see the ball and hit the ball and do that consistently. Which again, they've done. I mean, that Michael Brantley did happen. That was only a couple of years ago. Oh, I um, forgot about Michael Brantley. Yeah, they did have that guy, didn't they? Yeah, right. But he's but like, there was he was this, it for so many years. He was their only right. Good I mean, you look back to the two thousands. Yeah, they just went for on a run there where it seems seems like they were just not getting any any impact from their outfield at all offensively, just mm-hmm. constantly over and over and over. And I, I'm sure we've all talked, thought, and written about it in some way, somewhere or, or other. I don't know why it keeps on happening. But it's our, our latest victim is Jake Bowers, probably at this point. Not really. A, obviously, he was a, he was not someone they developed. They just picked him up, but he's bad also. So Throw I don't know. Pile. Maybe <laughs> he still counts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll finish up with this one. A very on brand question. <laughs> Pete Brooks Bank on Facebook. He wants to know: Is Dolan not sticking around for questions after his award in a way kind of worse than his enjoyment era of last season? It really doesn't look good. Uh, I think the worst thing was what he said when he got the award. Um, I think his best mm-hmm. course of action would be to not stick around for questions. 
after yes, he does anything. Yes. I, I want to see him do more of that. So you I don't think it's go into worse. hiding. Just yeah. leave. Get out of here, you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. We're going to finish up with a different one, actually. Forget what I said. That's not okay. Uh, at Cornhusker. You're dull and you're a clown. <laughs> at Cornhusker5280, he asks, if you could pick one player from Major League and put them on the Indians this season, who would it be and why? Oh, the eternal question, huh? Have we done um, this one before? I don't think we have. Probably. I, I thought mean, about it's it before. A... Right, exactly. We all have. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, Pedro I mean, Serrano, you got to hit the dingers. That's... I agree with you, but he can't hit curveballs, and, and balls are moving more than ever these days. That's true. Uh, I would I would say I'd prefer to have Willie Mays Hayes, personally. I mean, it's basically Kenny Lofton. It's what he was being, so yeah, right. I'll take him. Exactly. It's yeah. either Kenny, yeah, well, yeah, he stole, he stole 100 bases. Like, damn, it's like a, it's a somewhere between Kenny Lofton and, uh, what's his name? Ricky Henderson, basically. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of anyone else. I, I guess, guess Roger Dorn was old, but that, oh, Dorn was the old one. No, Jake Taylor was the old one, right? Dorn was yeah, Jake Taylor was old. Uh, Dorn was the flashy third baseman who could That's hit, one, but he yeah. was a prima donna, right? Yeah. Although Hayes would fit in because he really, uh, he really hated hitting grounders. But <laughs> boy, who likes hitting grounders? That's right, Terry Francona. I got to move <laughs> those, guys, those guys over. <laughs> uh, I think Ricky Vaughn would be suspended really quickly. I don't think he'd last very long. I think that's good. Yeah, who are the other players? That's, that's the thing. It, the <laughs> I'm looking at the Wikipedia now. I don't remember Duke Temple or Clue Haywood or I remember the Duke. He wouldn't be good anymore. Um, he would. He would hate analytics. He just started spitting the ball. It wouldn't work. Charlie right. Donovan. I don't remember who that was. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Uh, Harry Doyle. I'll take a new. I I, I don't hate <laughs> um, Tom Hamilton, but Bob Euchre as Harry Doyle. Yeah, sure. I'll take that. Um, no, yeah, I'll take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, but yeah, I think the the right answer is is Willie Mayhaze or. Yeah, I guess you're right. Pedro Serrano can't hit curveballs, so I'd kind of kill him, but it'd be fun. I mean, he's just out of Dorn. They were just I picking mean, old architect. Well, oh no, it was before, right? Because Kenny yeah, Lofton would have been on the that, Indians. That, that, they predicted the Indians. no, they, they did. Is the thing they kind of did. They 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 yeah. they, they hit all these different marks, but I mean, they were like you said, archetypes. But that was like that was like '89. Lofton was on the team yet? Really? I thought he was. In no, the... I don't think so. Let's use the internet to find out. Kenny Lofton. <laughs> Let's click really loudly and figure it out. Because I know he used to wear those. He he came on at the end of those old uniforms. I remember seeing him in those. Right. Okay. Um, oh no, ninety ninety one. They're right. He wasn't on the team. They predicted the Indians. It's terrible. Was there a reliever like Ricky Vaughn in the nineties on the Indians? I know John Rocker would be close, but I don't think he was. Was he in Cleveland? No, he was on no. the um, Braves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they predicted two at least because Pedro Serrano is clearly Albert Bell. <laughs> and with the the anger issues, and then oh, would they have? Um, no, Oral Hershiser wouldn't have been old enough to be the Duke, would he? No. 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 So maybe I mean, Roger Dorn would, might be a good pick because he <laughs> seemed like he was a talented guy who could hit a lot. If you right? get Roger like Dorn was in good. time, maybe. Was he still good right, in the movie, though? Yeah, because he was going to be a free agent of the year. Yeah. That's right. I'm thinking of Jake Taylor, who was bad now because he was old and his knees were busted. That's who the Indians would get. <laughs> They'd get him on like a one-year deal. That's what they're going to do. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no. I mean, that, that's what would really happen. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Jake Taylor on a one-year minor league option for a million dollars. All right, so that's, we'll call that an episode. I'd right? prefer, I'd oh, prefer T-Rex Pennebaker, but whatever. Anyway. <laughs> the hell is T-Rex Pennebaker? Uh, you never saw Mr. 3000? <laughs> oh, no. I, I watch very few baseball movies because I don't like them. Which that I was, guess yeah, that weird. was great. Yeah. The other guy's name was literally T-Rex Pennebaker. They're trying to get in the third place was the goal <laughs> at the end of the movie. I, I think after watching Field of Dreams, I'm like, I don't care. These movies, they're not very good. Uh, Bull Durham was really good. We did the movie um, club a couple years ago, and I watched a few of them. I love Bull Durham, but I like most baseball movies. So that'll, we'll, we'll call that. Now, now we'll call an episode after 
All false right. start. But <laughs> talk to you next week, man. All right, I'll do it.